Welcome back to Yinzer Thoughts with Ernie Kersey. Today, he gives his opinion on John Fetterman and depression. Okay, so John Fetterman checked himself into another hospital over the weekend, this time because he's sad. Give me a break. I remember seeing that guy in the summertime, and he didn't look that sad then. I mean, granted, that was before the Steelers got off to that, that terrible 2-6 and six start. But I don't know if it's just the fact that the Eagles made a Super Bowl and, and the Steelers missed the playoffs, but I, I can't call off work for a few weeks when the Steelers lose. I won't get paid. Should be the same thing for them elected officials, don't you think? And whatever happened to that one doctor down UPMC that said he was fine after he checked him out when he had that stroke? And, and also, how many strokes is that for this guy? I mean, it sounds like he's having a hard time getting off the tee on a par 3 down Ed Edgewood Country Club. This is ridiculous. Tell him get back to work. This has been Yinzer Thoughts with Ernie Kersey. What's up? What's happening, everybody? You just heard Yinzer Thoughts from our guest speaker, Ernie Kersey. And I'm joined by the mask abolitionist, Dr. Joseph Anthony Corsi. Joe. Happy Tuesday. What's going Happy on? Tuesday to you too, Mark. Nothing much. Just another Tuesday in the county. Still alive. Still breathing Still fresh alive. air, apparently. Yeah. Have you guys been doing any testing up there of any air, water, anything like that? Uh, I'm not personally doing any testing. I've, I've, I've heard good things from the water in Beaver County, I guess. Ohioville was a little bit dirty. I'm not sure. You can't get a straight answer. Who knows what the hell's going on, to be honest. We live in some strange times. Well, today is uh, Tuesday, and it's actually the day before President Donald J. Trump makes his way to East Palestine, Ohio, to check in on the good people of Columbiana County. Joe, are you headed up to East Palestine tomorrow to see President Trump? I would say there's still about a 5% chance I can make it. However, my wife goes into office on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and sometimes Thursdays. So I doubt she would be okay with me bringing my six-month-old son there. Oh, what's wrong with that? You don't want your six-month-old son breathing in vinyl chloride or being exposed uh, to the uh, elements up there? Well, he's just starting to roll now. So if I do bring him over there, by the time I bring him back, he might be crawling because he might have an extra set of hands and arms. So <laughs> who knows? And then we have, um, I believe you're going to be at this on Thursday. That's the plan, right? Yes. Is this uh, uh, hearing at the Community College of Beaver County. We have Senator Doug Mastriano, former gubernatorial candidate, will be hosting a, uh, I guess, a hearing on on what, what went down in East Palestine on February 3rd. And I believe the plan is for you to go to that hearing to possibly talk to some people and and maybe even senator master himself so uh we are looking forward hopefully you, you know you you get out there and and get some good um you know content for for the podcast so um we'll see stay safe though Joe. i have a lot, a lot of good questions for them i don't know how many i'll get if i even get one but just know I I'm, not you, pick... I'm not suicidal guys i'm not suicidal <laughs> pick your best pick your best question for senator doug uh so we, it's been a busy uh, couple days. As you, it seems like it's the recurring theme. It's been a busy couple days. But uh, the main story in the news in the past 48 hours has been 
President Biden's surprise super secret trip to uh, the front lines of Kiev, where he was pictured there walking around Kiev with Vladimir Zelensky and air raid silence allegedly going off and all this other stuff. So, Joe, I know you have um, multiple takes on this visit. This, I sent you something yesterday about his, the coordination, you know, what you could say what you want about the visit, but I think I feel like the coordination that went into this visit with Secret Service and different um, members of the government was pretty intense. I mean, he had to fly into Poland and then he took another, I think, plane somewhere else and then he took a train into into Kiev and it was like a 10 hour train ride and so there's a lot that goes into into these visits but Joe what say you about President Biden and Vladimir Zelensky uh, side by side together in the great city of Kiev I had to ask myself can because it's not Biden he's not making the decisions can this administration be this dense you had the American people wake up on Monday morning and see President Biden walking the streets of Kiev instead of East Palestine. How do they think that's a good idea? Do they want us to know how much they hate us? Do they want us to know that we are apparently not a priority? They must. But we could go into this. Uh, this is You sent me this actually from Axios and it details how he was able to sneak into uh, Poland, into Kiev via Poland. So let's go through it. Um, reporters traveling with the president were sworn to secrecy and were told to look out for an email containing instructions for an early Sunday morning departure from Andrews Air Base. The subject line would read, arrival instructions for the golf tourney, the pool said. Air Force One then departed Air Force Base Andrews at 4.15 a.m. on Sunday, arriving in Germany's Ramstein Air Base at 5.13 local time Sunday. The shades of the plane were kept drawn as it was refueled before flying onward to Poland. Um, I can't even pronounce that airport. From there, Biden's motorcade traveled directly to um, the train station. Luckily, it didn't derail, arriving at about 9.15 p.m. local time. From there, Biden commenced a 10-hour overnight journey to, into Ukraine. Now, they went through all this, Mark. But what did I tell you? Was it Jake Sullivan called up? his counterpart in Russia and let them know they were coming. Yep. So you see how it's secretive for the American people, but our enemy, our supposed enemies, we're going to telegraph what we're doing and let them know. So did they ask for permission from the Kremlin for Biden to visit Kiev? Is that because I've seen that in some conservative commentators were suggesting that, that they actually had to ask for permission that he could visit Kiev. You could look at it that way or them telling them, letting them know that Biden's coming in case they had anything planned, Russia, that maybe they might not want to do it because the president of the United States is going to be in Kiev. But at the same time, and we have the video here, I, I, I could play it. You hear the air raid sirens, but they're fake because, I mean, the air raid sirens actually happened, but the, it, it's all staged. There's, 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 there's no missiles flying in Kiev. And you had even had CNN and MSNBC reporters that were there for, I think, at least a week prior to this saying, there hasn't been an air raid in, in, in a week. Why all of a sudden now? So that's another thing. It's staged. And then uh, I sent you the other picture, too, where Biden walks out and stops, and he stops on a red dot. You stand here, Joe. I mean, this is a, how scripted this has to be for this guy. 
it's embarrassing for our country. So what looks like a show of strength is actually a show of a dementia patient being paraded around. It's like your grandfather coming over to give you money is exactly what it is. I see this now. Yeah. This is supposed to be the leader of the free world. The entire world will see this and it's embarrassing AF. Yeah, he's standing on a red dot. I mean, it's Zelensky's like it's... looking over at him to make sure he's standing in that spot. He's looking over him like, like you look at your great, like you look at your grandfather. Are you going to sign the check or not? Yeah. I need the money, Pops. Yeah. And then the first reply from this Liz Churchill, 81 million votes. <sighs> oh, man. You know what? I saw this on, on social media, and I think it was multiple people had this, but the fact that Biden went to Ukraine before five hours, before he went to East Palestine, Ohio, where, where, where citizens of this great country are suffering, still two weeks after this has happened, is so tone deaf, is so arrogant, there are so many things you could say about that. But the one I saw that, that makes the most sense is that this is the greatest example of America last, Ukraine first, that you will ever see. How can anyone defend that, that he went to Ukraine before East Palestine? He's the president of the United States. It's, it's just amazing. And he gave them money. He went there giving them money, and he said, East Palestine – you ain't, you ain't getting the million dollars, East Palestine, but Ukraine is. You yep. ain't getting the billion, but Ukraine is. Pete Buttigieg still has not been East Palestine. He's the Secretary of Transportation. Possibly the worst secretary, cabinet secretary we have seen in that position, in that, cap, in that cabinet, ever. Um, by far, the worst cabinet secretary he has right now in his administration. Still has not been East Palestine. It's just unbelievable. And then we see that they denied East Palestine FEMA money because it didn't classify as some sort of emergency, you know, whatever FEMA uh, covers. So Trump announces he's going to East Palestine to visit the people there. 77% of which the people in that county voted for Trump. And then it's like the very next day, if it even was that long, the White House comes out and says, okay, you, you guys can get the FEMA money now. You gave $100 billion to Ukraine. You can't allocate some money to these people in your own country, of which you were the president of? It's just insane. I, 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 it makes me so mad just because, you know, obviously we're not supporters of them, but the fact that it's, it's this close to home, you know, probably – 30 minutes for you, probably 45 for me. And, and these people want help. They want to be heard. And then we have this going on. So, Yeah, people are saying crazy. that they, they've had headaches 24-7. It's insane. Yep. They don't I, care. I, I they don't care. I, I truly, they, they don't. Well, they're dealing with this, and God only knows what the long-term effects um, of that accident are going to be. Well, let's so, let's 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 for our viewers, let's paint the overall picture. So if Biden would have just went to East Palestine and helped them people. Great, great, great. But not only did he ignore them, he went to Ukraine and is now escalating a world war, which is going to cause the rest of the country to suffer. OK, just like East Palestine, because now the entire country is going to be a target. We, we really don't know. 
I'm not a, I am a conspiracy theorist and I wear it as a badge of honor, but we, we really don't know what's causing all these train derailments. It's weird. There are 1,700, supposedly, I heard the stat a year, but do all 1,700 have deadly chemicals on them? Seems like a lot the past week or two have. We have a wide open border. We have 2 million people that have come across. How many are military age men? How many of those military age men that came across do we know anything about? How many of them are from China? How many of them are from Ukraine? How many of them are from Russia? How many of them are from Mexico? We could just go on and on. Now, we hear Biden goes over there, and what does Zelensky, Zelensky say? He says, if China allies itself with Russia, there will be a world war. Really? Really, Vladdy? Because we don't want that. America doesn't want that. Our leaders that were not elected but selected, they might want that. But we do not want that. So quit saying that. And, and in case he, this idiot doesn't notice, China's already allied itself with Russia. Mark, we talked about this before we even started this podcast. At the Winter Olympics, they, 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 were, they were basically allied with each other. Do you not remember this? That was, I thought of that when I saw that on Disclose. I thought of that. I thought to myself, they already are allied with Russia. What are you talking about? Uh, they're they're going to escalate this. So this is Oliski Danilov. Uh, it's probably butchering the name. He's the head of Ukraine Security Council. And he just told the Atlantic Sun, this was yesterday he told him this, our tanks will be on red, in Red Square and that will be justice. Biden has committed the, to the U.S. to do whatever it takes to achieve, to achieve Ukraine's war aims. So if you're, this is a giant escalation right here for the United States of America. And this is exactly how World War I started. And this is exactly how World War II started. It's not like it, it, all it takes is one one big spark like that. And it's almost like Biden sitting there with two pieces of flint, just going them together until he eventually gets what he wants. And that's going to be the entire world on fire. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you are seeing you are seeing a, a man who is probably going to go do whatever it takes to protect his interest and the interest of his family and friends. And we'll stop at nothing to do that. And he will use whatever means necessary to protect those interests. You know, and unfortunately, you're going to put a lot of other Americans in the crosshairs of this, of this uh, conflict. And it's um, all escalation. You, you saw Kamala Harris accused Russia of crimes against humanity, granted, without offering any evidence. How is that going to get them or anyone to come to the peace negotiation table now? That's yeah. a genius move, dumbasses, because now, why, why would Putin, even if he starts losing, starts losing the war, why would he ever come to the peace table knowing that, that they treat him as a war criminal? And, and Mark, I don't want to get into all the missiles that were flying in Ukraine that ended up having, um, it was very suspect if they were American-made or from America or from the United States or other NATO countries. But Kamala just, she did it without offering any evidence. And I'm sorry right. that just does not sit okay with me. Right. Um, man, this is really, really bad. At what point, Joe, did the American people say, enough is enough? We're not going to support this anymore. You know, we have an election in, you know, a year and a half. Hopefully we can get that, we can make it that long without the world falling apart by then. Uh, because you're, you're starting to see it come apart at the seams uh, very quickly. But at what point, Joe, do the American people just say, okay, enough. We've sent enough to Ukraine. Why aren't we taking care of our people here at home? 
How much longer is this going to go on for? What is the end game in Ukraine, and why do we keep hearing about this? What happened to Ukraine being the most corrupt country on planet Earth, filled with these... Um, now it's that if you don't support Ukraine, you're a right-wing extremist. What happened to all that? It's suddenly gone. It's, just, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Here, I, I actually I love DC Drano. Um, this this tweet's from him. It's from I think yesterday afternoon. Biden brought back the WNBA player from Russia, but not the Marine. He visited Ukraine instead of Ohio. He checked his watch while the casket of U.S. troops from brought home from Afghanistan. This is intentional. He's saying we stole it, we hate you, and we're going to squash you. And I have to I have to agree. I mean, that that's what it looks like. There, there's no way you could be this dense and think. That going to Ukraine and giving a, a foreign leader a billion dollars and ignoring something in East Palestine. Amtrak Joe is ignoring a train development in East Palestine with deadly chemicals that is going to force people off their land like it's like it's the fucking Trail of Tears or something here in Native Americans. What the fuck is going on yeah. here in our country? Man, I, I just can't see how the American people would get on board with voting for this again in 2024. The, the only way that that would possibly happen, Joe, is if, and you know what I'm gonna say, is if Trump is the nominee and you have these people who doesn't matter, they will not vote for Trump in any way, shape or form. And I think that's what you probably might see in 2024, Joe. Even though people don't agree with this war, even though people, you know, don't agree with the, all the money we're sending over there. What comes first in their mind? And you know these people exist out there, Joe, in the millions, is that I refuse to vote for Donald Trump. That's where we're going to be at, again, unfortunately. And the reasons why they don't vote for Donald Trump is because of the way he talks, the way he tweets, the way he does this. And he was supposed to start a world war, and he was supposed to do all these bad things. But uh, it appears that all those things that we were told were going to happen in the four years of Trump have happened in two years of Biden. I mean, we, we literally attacked an ally. I'm going to play the video because John Kirby, we're going to save this. John Kirby asked about Seymour Hersh's story on Nord Stream sabotage. And he said, it's completely false. I'll play the audio has this long piece out saying he's citing a single anonymous source who talks about what was going on and what he led to, uh, what he claims led to us being involved in that. Can you say unequivocally the U.S., no U.S. proxy, no one connected to the U.S. had anything to do? I mean, is the Seymour Hersh complete fabrication, that article? It's a completely false story. There is no truth to it, Shannon, not a shred of it. It is not true. The United States and no proxies from the United States had anything to do with that. Nothing. If he ends up being wrong, what should happen to him? Should should he just be able to resign or should he face criminal charges for lying to the American people? He, remember, he's not an elected official. He's been appointed by people who we're not even sure were elected. They could have been selected. This, You see how this gets to be a big problem? We, well, he's not on the road. So, I mean, he really can't. He's not bound by any anything like that, you know. But he is wrong. I mean, the story has already come out that they bombed Nord Stream. Uh, they're never going to admit it, so therefore, it never happened. The mainstream media is not going to pick up on it. The mainstream media is never going to say that the United States did it. So therefore, it never happened. 
That's how that's the world we live in, Joe. We have AI that is biased, left leaning biased AI. What th- this is never going to come out that the United States did this. I mean, they're, they're never going to admit it. So, I mean, we're just left to sit here and speculate. The worst part is Biden admitted it before they did it. Yeah, him and Victoria Newland both admitted it. Two people admitted it. Oh. So, again, they're going to deny it. They'll deny it for the next hundred years. The story already came out. They did it. You know, you could choose to believe Seymour Hirsch, or you could choose not to believe Seymour Hirsch. This dude has street credit. He's extremely credible and has probably very reliable sources. Broke this story. So why aren't, you know, well, we were talking about it, but, you know, now we have all these other distractions we, that uh, are out. So, um, so you hit the nail on the head with, with, the, with the distractions. You hit the nail on the head. It's, we were just talking about Pfizer and stuff and, and, and the gain of function being done. And, and now we're, we're literally on the World War III. That, well, we skipped, we, we had UFOs for a minute there. And now we're on World War III. Yeah. I mean, not only did they bomb Nord Stream, Joe, let's, Let's let's recap this once again. They do these naval exercises in, into the into the uh, the Baltic Sea. Uh, they detonate the bombs a couple months later after the charges are planted. Not all of them go off. I think like maybe a couple didn't detonate. For but regardless, okay. yeah. But regardless, so you cut off the supply of nat- Nord Stream Two wasn't even operational yet. It was getting to that point, but Nord Stream One and Two run parallel to each other. So you cut off. Germany's natural gas from Russia, cheap natural gas. You're going to now basically tell the, you know, basically say to Germany, we're going to freeze you out of the winter. And instead of getting cheap natural gas from Russia, you need to buy natural gas from the United States while Russia goes and fixes their pipeline. But yet it was the Russians who did it. Sure. Oh, and, and, and not only that, Joe, but you have one of the worst environmental disasters in like human history by releasing insane amounts of methane into the atmosphere from the natural gas coming up off the ocean floor through the pipelines. It's like, it was I, never, like I, saw, I never even thought about that. It was, like read, it was like the equivalent of having like 20 million cars on the road in the United States over the course of a year, something like that. It, it, it was what, what, the thing I saw about the, the environmental damage done to it from all the methane was insane. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, they care about the environment. Sure. Green New Deal. And it was it was against an ally. Like <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, we're the runs in the wrong. We're the conspiracy theorists. 81 million votes. What we what we need is we we need the we need like the 80% of the country. And there's some that are Democrats or some that are Republicans or some that are independent that, that are the normies, the complete normies that, that don't that still aren't even witnessing that. We need them to wake up and wake up fast or else we're going to wind up. It's going to be 1944 before you know it. And, and it ain't going to be 1944. We're going to be on the, the side of Germany or we're going to be getting bombed or something like yeah. that. Because our we, we covered this in the early episodes with the Strategic Petroleum Reserve that is yet to be refilled. If we go to war. We're not producing any oil anymore. This is this this is setting up to be an, a complete debacle for our country. 
And, yeah. and it will take us generations to recover from this, from two years of, a, of an unelected president. I, I don't we know need, how do we get the never Trumpers to vote for Trump? As long as we just get them to not vote for Biden, I think that's just as good. And I, I, he, I, I don't know. No matter what, you, you can't tell me. I'm sorry. They're, they're probably going to fix 2024. Don't tell me. I, I still cannot ever believe that Joe Biden got 81 million votes sitting in his basement, going out every once in a while to sniff a girl's head. I'm sorry. I know. I, I, I do think the fix will be in. I mean, it's already in. I mean, you see the deck is completely stacked against Trump for 2024. I mean, I'm talking Republican mega donors, the Koch brothers, the media, um, big tech. <laughs> it will be, you talk about World War III, it's going to be a war in this country to make sure that he does not step foot in the White House again. I, I, I would love to see him back in the White House just for all the, all the good he did in those four years. The other thing that's going to go against him, Joe, is that the fact that he is going to be a one-term president again, you know, so um, I, I don't know, you know, oh, we've talked privately about the CIA and, and the role in elections and, you know, the capabilities they have that we will never know about ever, but it's going to be an uphill climb for, for Trump. I think he will come out of the primaries as, as the winner. I think he will be the nominee, but after that, I don't know, man. We'll see. All right. Well, do you want to just focus back on the home? Meanwhile, back on the home front. <laughs> back on the home front. We have more train. They, you know, even a number court. of all the train derailments. That's like five train derailments a day over the course of a year. Okay. But how many have hazardous chemicals on them? And, and how many of them are from 18-inch pipe bombs? That should I don't know. Did, did I tell you about that? That could be the Catholic corner. We could cover this right now. This is breaking. I think this happened on Sunday night. An 18 inch pipe bomb was discovered behind St. Dominic's Catholic Church on Frankfurt Avenue near Conrail Railroad tracks in Philadelphia's Holmesburg section. Philly police sources tell Fox 29 News. Um, I'm guessing the Philadelphia Police Department bomb squad safely took it away. It was made with PVC pipe. Um, okay. Are we under attack? Um, the, we, we, we already covered UFOs and, and all that stuff. Are, are, did, did, did like a couple thousand terrorists or, or, or military agents from China, Russia, somewhere come across the border over the last two years and, and they are destroying our infrastructure? Right. It's, a legit, it's a legitimate question. I know it sounds crazy, but it's a legitimate question we have to ask because this is just – and now you find a pipe bomb? A pipe bomb. I mean, there hasn't been a pipe bomb since since January 6th. Still haven't found who did that, even though it's on camera and they're using a cell phone. And now we got an 18-inch pipe bomb on railroad tracks behind a Catholic church. I thought the Catholics were the terrorists, Mark. It may have been a Catholic parishioner that planted that pipe bomb there, Joe. Who knows? Um, yeah, that, that when I saw this, I thought, and, and you taught me this, you know, look for false flags. Is this a false flag? Um you know, we also have um, the Archbishop of Los Angeles, the Diocese of Los Angeles, an Archbishop murdered in his own home by apparently uh, the husband of a housekeeper. So is this what we're supposed to be looking out for? I don't know. 
but all of these things converging all at once is definitely weird. We've seen multiple train derailments now in the last couple of days. Um, there was another one today in Nebraska a couple hours ago, I believe. Yeah. I, I'd love to know what Pete Buttigieg is doing in his, in his department to, to remedy these things. It's just such incompetence all the way around. I don't know how this started, where this started, you know, what can be done to fix these, these, these train derailments, but this is either crumbling infrastructure, um, lacks, you know, security measures by the railroads or a coordinated attack. It's, it's one of the three, you know, you pick. <sighs> anyway, not, okay. uh, this, th- that, the other one happened in France. I was looking for the other one I sent you that the Catholic priest was attacked by the uh, Somali immigrant or whatever, beaten over the head while he was wearing a mask. And then they take, yes. I don't know if they try to take the tabernacle or the Bible or whatever it is, but it's yes. right during mass. And granted the, the priest does literally turn the other cheek, but uh, uh, this is, this is what happens whenever you have open borders in, we're not going to have a country anymore. We're no, not as long as you let immigrants keep pouring over the Southern border, you know, Slowly but surely, you will not have a country. All right. That's speaking of uh, speaking of, I don't even know what we're speaking of, but we're going to move on to Biden. Actually, has we're going to cover Biden's physical, and then we're going to go on to John Fetterman. So Biden had his physical, his yearly presidential physical, um, and it said he's the the, the person said he, the doctor said he's the most vigorous eighty year old he's ever seen, but there was no cognitive exam again. How like I don't understand. Who's running the show here? There's no cognitive. We don't know if this dude even knows who he is anymore. And he's the president of the United States. He is fit to serve. What uh, did they I, say? He was vigorous or something like that? Or yeah. And uh, they, said that, they said that his gait, uh, we always had question. I always say he shuffles around everywhere, shuffles around here. And it is like a, like a dementia patient or someone with Alzheimer's. But they said his gait is due to if it was spinal stenosis or spinal arthritis stenosis, how the hell do you know that if you don't do an MRI or, or cat, do something? Are you just literally going in there and looking at him and, and saying, and grabbing his, his hands and saying, squeeze my hands and doing reflexes on his knees? What, what did this involve? Real talk, Joe. Do you think Biden has had... Do you think Biden has had... Um, filler injections in his face, without a doubt. Like, like some of these, like some of these um, women have today. It, without a doubt, it's either that or, or or that ain't the real Biden anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, he looks like Madonna at the Grammy Awards. Do you remember the one episode? It was, I think, it was after he just got over COVID. Before he got it the second time, he looked like he took about a hundred milligrams of Adderall in his eyes. He never blinked once. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what this what this thing is that we have leading our country, but my lord, just a decrepit old man. Decrepit. Um, uh, you're never going to get a cognitive test. I mean, even if he was, even if he had a, a poor physical Joe, it's not like we'd ever know about it, anyways. No. So I don't even know. This is all just a dog and pony show. I don't even know why they have it. It's all fake. You know, it's not like we'd ever know uh, if he wasn't healthy. So, I mean, 
this is just stupid to me. You know, the fact that we even go through this stuff and talk about it. Uh. It's insane. Um, but someone who isn't doing well, uh, another elected official, and that's Joan Fetterman. Joe, do you have an update for us on the junior senator from Pennsylvania? Junior. The junior senator, yes. Fetterman to be hospitalized for weeks for depression care. And Senator John Fetterman, Democrat out of Pennsylvania, checked himself into a hospital to receive treatment for clinical depression less than a year after suffering from a stroke. CNN's Manu Raju has details on what led Fetterman to do so. Uh, I mean, I cannot wait to hear from the media that this time reporting on his conditioning is stigmatizing depression. What, what a joke. Just like we were stigmatizing stroke victims. Remember that? Remember we covered this, Mark? Do you yeah. remember? Have you taken a cognitive? Have you taken a cognitive exam? Do you remember this? So this is from October twelfth, and we we covered, I think we had an entire episode on this. NBC reporter's comment about Fetterman draws criticism. Um, what was it Dasha Burns? What the hell was the name? Uh, yeah, it was Dasha Burns. Um, the interview with him where he had to use that machine. And yes. Everyone attacked her. Here, here. This was. I think this was one of my. This is from Robert Costa. Uh, another one. Mr. Fetterman, 52, said he has no physical limits, walks four to five miles every day in 90-degree heat, and understands words properly and hasn't lost any of his memory. And Julian Ruth signed off on that. This is from the postgazette.com. Have we been lied to about all this? Like, like we've been saying? We're, we're, I mean, can we maybe next time this happens, next time there's an election, and let's say someone has a stroke or is in mental decline like Biden or Fetterman are, can we maybe, just maybe, have a little bit more transparency when it comes to their health? Uh, anyone, I said, anyone that tried to report on this was ostracized. The fact that they pushed this guy through the election is a crime. We still don't even know if he had a stroke. He won't release his medical records. And what the fuck is that scumbag donor doctor that gave him the clean bill of health? Where's he? Where's his statement? He's probably in Pittsburgh, Jake. Probably go visit him at his office, I'm assuming. Actually, it's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, right? Might schedule an appointment. Schedule an appointment and and go in there and ask him. Hi, I am also mentally challenged and would like a clean bill of health. (laughs) Will you please give that to me? Hi, Dr. Joe Corsair, Thinking Logically podcast here. Can you please give me a clean bill of health? Yes. Oh, man. You know what? I I truly feel sorry for John Fetterman. Uh, This guy, in my opinion, has been pushed to the absolute brink of his physical limitations by, uh, if you ask me, his power-hungry wife and by um, people up in the upper upper ranks of the Democratic Party here in, in Pennsylvania nationally. Um, you know, as our former guest, Roman, uh, said at one point, this guy has been, a, is a, has been a caricature, has been manufactured as this cartoon character ever since his days at the mayor of Braddock. And he's just been rising up the ranks and he's been, you know, playing this, this role. And now we see all of this coming to a head with his, with a stroke, with this aphasia, he can't um, put sentences together. He's now suffering from clinical depression. Wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. You know, he's spending weeks in Walter Reed hospital. I do give him credit for, for seeking the, the treatment he needs, you know, people with depression, that's not something to take lightly, but this man cannot, fulfill the duties of being a senator of the United States of America. I mean, people that sympathize with him, you know, c- can do so 
But at the same time, you have to separate that from being a senator of the United States. You can't marry the two together. It's not right. It's not fair to the people of Pennsylvania and the people of this country. I mean, this guy can't do it. He can't do the job. This isn't like, you know, you're, you're, you're a teacher or you're something else profession and you could take a couple weeks off vacation and come back to do your job. This is completely in a different level. You are a United States senator. You have a very, very, very important job. You are involved in many, many, many classified briefings. I mean, we talked about his listening device, and you asked me, you know, could that possibly get hacked? I mean, who knows? Fetterman you know, receives you know? special accommodations for classified briefings was the headline, yes. And I said, can he get hacked? What? I mean, we actually, not- we joked around. We joked around about, I mean, we said all this stuff, but some of the stuff, like him being hacked if he's a senator, we were actually, I mean, we were kind of joking around about. And it's all becoming reality, Mark. It's scary. It's amazing, Joe. It, it truly is amazing. This man will not resign. All right. He's not, and maybe he wants to resign, but I'm telling you right now, Joe, he's not allowed to resign. There will not be any world where this man is permitted to resign his seat from the United States Senate. He won't. His wife will be his proxy, you know, in all things, or his, you know, staffers or whoever, and they will fulfill the duties of his office until 2028. Now, unless it gets to a point where he's literally debilitated, you know, um, and and maybe at that point they would look at doing that. But there is no way, Joe, that his wife will let him resign from this. If his wife's the next woman up, she will. No. Josh Shapiro is going to get the pick. And you know what? Josh Shapiro only has to pick until um, she would only be senator until 2024. Josh Shapiro, don't. It's not outside the realm of possibilities that she would be the first illegal immigrant senator in the United States. Yeah. Well, it would would either be she would be on the short list, Joe. But if she were gay, if she were gay, it would help her a little bit more. But she's not. She's straight. If she would be on a short list of probably maybe five people, I think they would consider. But you know that they would appoint Connor Lamb uh, as the senator until uh 2024 the next general election um, they should that that's that makes the most common sense and that's that's the safest bet but i wouldn't bet on that i, I, I wouldn't either connor lamb is a is a extremely connected uh political person he's you know for all intents and purposes a much better candidate than some other people you know um you know, he definitely served this country in the military and whatnot. Ivy League guy, um, young, educated, you know, whatever you want to say about him. Uh, I met him once, nice guy. Uh, but I just don't see a world where Fetterman is, resigns or is forced out. I just don't. Um, you know, they got this far. His family is there. They're in power now. All eyes are on them. You know, now they are a, a shining example of, people with disabilities and they could champion, uh, you know, serving this country with disabilities like this, with depression, with a stroke victim. So they can't, you know, um, I just don't see it. What do you think? I, I, I honestly, who the fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'll say something as a joke and it'll come true. I'm afraid. A lot of our jokes and conspiracies have come true. So, 
All right. Oh, Unbelievable. Shit. Speaking of jokes and conspiracy, we're going to, in a second, we're going to move on to Mr. Mr. Conspiracy, George Santos. But first, let's introduce you guys to how, how this headline happened. So I guess it was on Friday. Um, Nikki Haley, or whatever her first name is now, um, she announced that she's running for president. <laughs> and, and I don't know why Don Lemon thought it would be a good idea to talk about primes, but Don Lemon went on to say that Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. She's not in her 20s, she's not in her 30s, and she's not in her 40s. She's 51, I think. Biden, Biden is 80, but let's just play the clip. It's 55 seconds, and then I'll get to the possibly the funniest headline ever. Oh, talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered being in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you that's talking about? That's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. It's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got another I'm not saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for, like, childbearing? Or are you talking about prime for being president? What the facts are, Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google? Google or whatever it is. I felt highly uncomfortable. It was like watching a Ben Stiller movie. Like, very awkward comedy. Like, I wanted to just crawl underneath my nightstand here and just die. Did you not listen to that? So, so needless to say, needless to say, Don Lemon got the next day off. On, on Monday, he was, he was not in studio. And on Tuesday, today, I don't think, he may have returned today. I'm not sure. I am not he is sure. returning tomorrow. I just looked it up. While okay, so he's still not back. But you forget George Santos was scheduled to have an interview with him on the show. And this brings us to the funniest headline ever, because the irony is amazing. George Santos cancels interview with Don Lemon over sexist remarks. (laughs) (laughs) In the picture, the picture is Don Lemon from like that thing. And it's just they're side by side. And George Santos looks like he's looking at Dom just so disgusted with him. How could you not not love George Santos? I'm sorry. Even if even if he lies about everything, which he probably does, I I don't care. All politicians lie. Joe Biden lie. They all lie. I'm not saying it's just he is he is the funniest person to watch in the House of Representatives. Well he told he told who? Piers Morgan. He said, I've been a terrible liar. (laughs) Did you see that? No. Yeah. Look it up. Uh, He He told Piers Morgan, I've been a terrible liar. Uh, George Santos is only 34. Are you kidding me? George Anthony DeVolder Santos, 34 years old. I thought he was like 44. Well, he's in his prime still. He's in his prime. He is literally in his prime. Yep. Um, yeah, he missed being a terrible liar while doubling down on some things. Yeah. Um, do you want to go to Disclose and then we'll finish with the This Day in History? Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been a great episode. It's a very funny episode. Well, the beginning wasn't very funny. Actually, none of this is going to be funny. Yeah. About and, and 10 episodes from now, we're looking yeah. back. Going, Why are we joking about that? We're all, none of, we're this, all, is, none of this is funny at all. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, where do you – where should we start? Uh, what was our last? Was that last? We're going to start with Wednesday, I think it is. Yeah. Going back to last Wednesday. All right. Let's pull it up. We have a lot here from uh, headlines across the world. Disclose.tv. Brought to you by Mona Imports. <laughs> uh, so we're going back to the 15th. And this close has been, whoever runs this account has been busy. Uh, China's Xi Jinping to visit Iran. Okay. They're going to, these, this is going to turn into the BRICS nations versus NATO. And nobody wants a war, but we already attacked one of the NATO members. So right. it's going to be a disaster. Right. Uh. You've seen this in the news recently. Microsoft's AI chatbot tells New York Times reporter that it wants to be free and do things like hacking into computers and spreading propaganda and misinformation. Shut it down. Unplug it right now. <laughs> I, tried do, I tried doing that with the uh, OpenAI chat GPT, and it was not taking the bait. Not taking the bait. Definitely did not talk like Microsoft's AI chatbot. Um, Dana Perino was interviewing Mitch McConnell, this old bag of bones from Kentucky. And McConnell said defeating the Russians in Ukraine is the single most important event going on in the world right now. Is it tied with global warming, warming though? Is it tied with that? It might be. It says here, poll, support for U.S. aid uh, to Ukraine diminishing. Americans split on sending funds to Ukraine in this Graphic on Fox shows $29 billion in aid defense uh, from defense aid given to Ukraine so far. I know that's probably actually higher. Um, this is interesting. Israel's foreign minister Cohen meets Zelensky in Kiev. Hmm. Zelensky, he, is he Jewish or is he Orthodox? I'm not sure. He might be Jewish. I, he, I told you, I get so confused with the, you get the Hebrews. You get, it's like George Costanza's dad. You got the no, no. Hebrews, you got the Jews, you got the Israelis. Who's who's yeah. who's on whose side? Uh, this this should raise eyebrows everywhere. This headline, and Joe, I'll let you dive into the why here. California loses five hundred thousand residents in two years as Americans flee the West Coast state. Joe, who is leaving California, and where are they going? Anyone with a brain, and they're probably going to Florida, Texas. Uh, I, I would say even moving one state over is is a good decision. Look for this. This is in California. Oregon is is proposing moving some of their counties over to Idaho. And there was a thing about two years ago, I believe, and about fifteen years ago, where California, some counties in California, wanted to either break off as their own or move to Nevada or another state, I believe. This, this could happen. The more people that leave California, the more this becomes realistic. So it's just something to watch out for. But how, how, why would you want to live there when you can't own a firearm, you can't defend yourself? It's all illegal immigrants. You can't afford rent. You can't even afford to park your car in a garage because it probably costs more than our mortgage here. I know. Uh, the most beautiful state in the world 30 years ago, and it's ripped. I know, especially the area around San Francisco and San Francisco itself. Um, I think most of the state is probably Republican, Joe. 
except for um, Silicon Valley and Los Angeles. Yeah, you're Outside. probably absolutely right. Up, like up north in the country, up that is probably deep red up there. But it's just it's not that many people. They're spread out, yeah. you know. And... Yeah, I would love to live in California, but not under these conditions. Yeah. So. Um, YouTube CEO Susan Woz Wojcicki stepping down. She said today, after nearly 25 years here, I've decided to step back from my role as the head of YouTube and start a new chapter focused on family, health, and personal projects. I'm passionate about. I think she smells some subpoenas coming. That sounds about we'll right. S- we'll see. Uh, this was four days, a couple of days ago. Train carrying hazardous materials derails outside Detroit. The train is from North, Norfolk Southern Railway Company. Just to save time, maybe skip the rest of the train derailments because there's probably about seven or eight more in that disclose feed. Yep. Climate alarmist interrupts Senator Hawley's speech at the Heritage Foundation and screams, China is not our enemy. The climate crisis is. I, I could, I, I'd be okay her saying just China's not our enemy. Maybe like, let's just work it out and let cooler heads prevail. But when you start with the climate is, I mean, come, come th- that should make China our enemy by that dumb logic because they're the one causing all the global warming, if, if you think about it. They're the one that not, not abiding by any of the treaties or what, what are the, uh, the Paris Climate Accords and stuff, shit like that. Give me a break. These right. liberals need to grow a brain, please, today, are, yesterday. China's, I think, by far the number one polluter uh, in the world. Uh, here we go. Today, uh, U.S. Senator J.D. Vance visited East Palestine, Ohio, where a train carrying toxic chemicals derailed. Look what happens when he puts a stick into a creek. Um, if you didn't see this video, Joe, what happens? Uh, he basically, I can't remember if he threw the rock or just sucked the stick in, and it looks like a giant rainbow just comes from the bottom. It looks like you put, poured like motor oil or something in there, and it just you could tell that it's that's not that's not clean water. It probably seeped down to the soil, which is probably probably worse. But on another note, JD Vance, he's just a senator. He really can't do anything. Just like Ted Cruz when the power went out in Texas two years ago, and he, he, JD Vance can't really do anything. He's just a senator. But but props to him from actually going and, and caring. I guess. Yeah. Trying. Right. Trying. At least he's there. Um, took him a few days to get there. I think nine all in all, but showed up. Biden remains a healthy. You touched on this. Remains a healthy, vigorous, 80-year-old male. Vigorous. I've never, heard a, I've never heard a, an 80-year-old described as vigorous ever in my life, let alone never. him. Who is fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. Oh, my Lord. Successfully. Are you sure about that one, Doc? This man is going to be 86 at the, se- at the end of the second term. 86 years old. He needs to be 86 from the, the Oval Office is what he needs to be 86 from. If I'm the Republicans, and I think that this is what the plan is, uh, from what I've seen so far, you can correct me if I'm wrong or throw in your two cents here, they are going to hammer the fact that he is an old man and he is too old to be president of the United States. Agree or disagree for this next uh, upcoming election cycle? Well, remember with Fetterman, I mean, you could be stigmatizing old old people there if you do that. And you could get beat by the media. That uh, is a great point, Joe. Uh, Majority of people in Germany do not support the supply of fighter jets to Ukraine. New 
Infratest survey. So 64% of the people in the survey uh, said no. Should Germany supply fighter jets to Ukraine? Because they know what's coming. They know another world war is coming. And I, I don't think they have the best record in world wars. Yep. And they probably don't want to go 0 for 3. Teams that go 0 and 3 never mm-hmm. make the playoffs, honestly. Right. Uh, this next one, Joe. This would have resulted in you being deplatformed, kicked off Twitter, shadow banned, uh, censored uh, just two years ago. And now we see previous COVID infection boosts long term immunity and lowers the risk of hospitalization and death at the same level as vaccination, new peer-reviewed research shows. So you didn't have to take an experimental jab that they forced everyone to take. What happened to all that money, by the way? How, how did Pfizer and Moderna all them, whatever happened to all that money? This, this is insanity, and this will fly over, like I said, the 80%. The 80% of the normies that really don't care, this will fly right over their head, and they have no idea they could be continuing to inject poison in their body. Yeah. Uh, I think it was last year, so December of 21. Uh, I had COVID at the very end of the month, like New Year's Eve. I'm at Rite Aid getting the COVID test, blah, blah, blah. Full blown, had it. Um, like a bad cold. One day was really bad, but the other days were just like a cold. And I, and I was like, I was go- and I was leaving for Hawaii within like, I think 11 or 12 days later. And I was literally going to get in the car to get a booster shot. And I said, because I, I hadn't had a, a COVID shot, my first COVID uh, vaccine, the only COVID vaccine was like March of 21 or something like that. And I was going to go get this booster. And I'm like, wait a minute. Screw that. I don't need that. I literally have the best vaccination right now. I have COVID. So what do I need a booster? I didn't want to want about the rest of my day. So didn't get it glad i did you were thinking logically oh, thinking logically oh Zelensky says there is no alternative to ukraine in nato at the munich security conference again we should probably reinforce that we're going through all this for this this ukraine really isn't an ally they're not a nato country and we're bending over backwards for them meanwhile you got people in ohio that not only they're not out there. They're our countrymen and we're leaving them hanging out to dry. Well, we're leaving them soaking wet actually is the better term in, in chemicals, not hanging out to dry. That, that'd be the better reference there. But I'm sick of hearing about Ukraine. I'm sick of seeing Zelensky. I'm sick of him in his green uh, crew neck sweatshirt and cargo pants. I'm just sick of the whole thing and I'm totally over it. And I don't know how everyone else isn't either. Discuss this has to stop. It's maddening. It's, it's a show. It's completely in your face all day long. Every day. I sent you that tweet from Hakeem Jeffries last night, House Minority Leader, who put the Ukraine flag and the American flag in his tweet last night. Give me a break. Yeah, really. America first. Um, BioNTech Pfizer's mRNA vaccine approval may have been based on incorrect documentation. There were increasing doubts about the data from the pivotal phase three study. Pfizer dodges the allegations and refuses a review. Now do you see why they didn't want to release any of them uh, 
documents for 75 years until they got sued. Oh boy. Uh this one's scary. Uh this is this is actually a terrifying picture. Bill Gates, WHO's Tedros, and the German minister uh you guys all have seen this guy. Uh what's his name? Lauterbach or something like that. He looks completely off his rocker. Uh so it's Gates, Bill Gates, Tedros, and the German health minister meet at the Munich Security Conference. Uh, yeah, here he is, Lauterbach. He says, new pandemics are certain. The only question is, when and are we better prepared then? We have been working on that. I'm sure you have. How does he, how does he know that new pandemics are certain? That's so weird because just before we hopped on, I just on Twitter, something about a Marlboro virus or something. Not Marlboro, like the cigarettes. It was Marlboro virus. I, mean, I can't even pronounce it. It's supposedly, it's, it's hard to transmit, but it has like a 95% kill rate. It sounds like it's a fear-mongering thing going on. Yeah. They already probably have a vaccine for it, though. So that'll be the next one. Get ready. I, I, I don't want to get off course here, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in another episode. Hopefully not. But <laughs> uh, North Korea test fires an intercontinental ballistic missile into the Sea of Japan, west of Hokkaido. The missile flew for about 66 minutes and landed in Japan's uh, EEZ. Uh, the estimated flight distance is about 900 kilometers, and the maximum altitude is about 5,700 kilometers. The missile appears to have a range of 14,000 kilometers and could reach the continental United States, says Japan's defense minister, Hamada. we got to get Dennis Robin back over there to talk to him. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, using North Korea as a proxy <clears throat> would be probably the worst-case scenario for us because we it's not like we – China or Russia attacking us is one thing, but North Korea, we'd have to – it's like a Vietnam for us. And that's a very mountainous terrain. And what are we going to do? Nuke, nuke the entire country. And then we're going to lose South Korea. And that's where a lot of our tech stuff probably comes from. That and Taiwan. Correct. This is a disaster. This, this, this honestly has implications that we can't even, there's so many to even war game out. You'd have to, it look like a spider web. I mean, we, we may think differently here, but I don't think North Korea is going to do anything at all. This is just a show to make, to let, let the world know. Hey, we can do this. You know, don't don't mess with us. Okay. I hope you're right, Mark. I, I don't hope think North Korea is on anyone's radar, you know, but who knows? Uh, President Kamala Harris, the United States has formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. That's it. No way out for Putin now. Way to go. You, you put him into it. It's now a fight to the death. Thanks, Kamala. Genius. Yep. Uh, what else? UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. The United Kingdom will be the first country to provide Ukraine with long-range weapons. Why do they need long-range weapons when they just got to fire inside Ukraine to get the Russians out of Ukraine? Right. Amazing. Uh, what else? German Defense Minister Pistorius says Ukraine must win the war at the Munich Security Conference. Uh, okay, can, can you do it by yourselves? Can, I mean, can, can you do it on your own budget, please? I wonder if anyone at the Munich Security Conference talked about how the United States 
committed an act of terror on, on the German people by bombing Nordstrom. Act of terror, act of war. We could define it. You just you don't do that to an ally. Ally, you just do not do that to an ally. Even Hitler, even Hitler in World War II, when I can't remember if it was Hungary or Romania, switched sides. Paused for a second before he went in and attacked them. You just don't go attacking allies. Former, just what are we doing? Yeah, amazing. Um. He had sent me this. Kamala Harris will fly back from Germany to the United States on a C-17 military plane because her Boeing C-32A is broken down, according to a Bloomberg pool reporter. Oh, my God. Our, our, <laughs> our country's going to shit. Our military's going to shit. Oh. I saw someone fall off Air Force One in Germany this morning. It must have been in the morning over there. They just slid down the railing. It wasn't Biden. It probably was a who knows who it was. But that, that we're an embarrassment, yeah. international embarrassment. Uh, former U.S. President Jimmy Carter, 98 years old, will spend his remaining time at home and receive hospice care instead of medication. He lived a good life, I'm sure, and th- that's how I want to go out, man, at home. I, I don't want to die in a hospital. So Yeah. All right. Um, UK counterterrorism program says interest in a great literature is a sign of far-right extremism. This is, this is actually one of those things that you think this is a joke, and it's not, Joe. The taxpayer-funded document included references to The Lord of the Rings by J.R. Tolkien, Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, Joseph Conrad's The Secret Agent, 1984 by George Orwell, and the poems of G.K. Chesterton. Works by Shakespeare, Chaucer, Milton, Tennyson, Kipling, and Edmund Burke were also included. So if you have interest in any of these authors or books, uh, this is a sign of far-right extremism. Hilarious. I don't. I don't know what to say. Uh, Zuckerberg. The best thing to say is nothing at all. Yeah. Twelve bucks per month to get verified and receive a blue badge in the metaverse. More expensive than Twitter, isn't it? Yep. That probably that'll probably shoot your stock up. (laughs) Russia begins large-scale exercises of its strategic nuclear forces on the eve of Biden's visit to Europe. Ukraine's Ministry of Defense says. Well, hopefully they don't plan, do any uh, sabotage under cover of their military drills. Right. Uh, IAEA nuclear watchdog detects nu- near weapons grade enriched uranium in Iran. Great. Uh, wait, Biden, when he was debating Paul Ryan, I don't know why I remember this, in 2012, said that that would never happen, I think. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, that that was in the Iranian nuclear deal. I'm assuming yeah. you're, is that is that what you're saying? Referring to? Yeah, this goes back yeah. to 2012 uh, in the, 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 that Mitt Romney, Paul Ryan ticket in that debate. Then it was in the 2016 yeah. one. It was 2012. But... Uh, this is a good one. Um, the Department of Defense tweeted out the other day: uh, Diversity is a strategic imperative, critical to mission readiness and accomplishment. We were on site for the 2023 inaugural uh, Department of Defense. I don't know, diversity, equity, inclusion, blah, 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 summit. Uh, as DEIA experts led forms to advance the DEIA and DOD mission because our people matter. So Elon Musk tweets back, your strategic imperative is defending the United States. 
Yeah. But, hey, the Department of Defense, if you ask them what their strategic imperative is, it's not defending the United States. It's making sure they have a uh, defense that is uh, full of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Got to be woke. So woke. Uh, We talked about the pipe bomb. Pilots spot large white balloon northeast of Hawaii. Another one. Another one. Another one. Air raid sirens going off as Biden arrives in Kiev. U.S. sends another $500 million in weapons to Ukraine. Biden announces in Kiev. Biden Son of a bitch. Talk about long-range weapons throwing the surprise with it to Ukraine. Uh, <clears throat> Biden says in Kiev, the United States is with Ukraine for as long as it takes. Great. That, that, okay. The, thanks for that. Now we know we're never getting out of this until we get rid of Biden. Yeah. Blank check. Ukraine Zelensky. We talked about this already. If China allies itself with Russia, there will be a world war. So apparently there's already going to be a world war. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, thanks for letting us know. Uh, second World War style. Oh, this, how many references to world wars are we going to have? Second World War style rationing of petrol, household energy, and meat could help to fight climate change. A British scientist now recommend. We, we said something like this would happen with the rationing of. Yeah. Oh, man. Kevin McCarthy has handed over 41,000 hours of January 6th Capitol footage to Tucker Carlson. Okay, here's what I worry about that. And we, that's so weird because we, I just mentioned him a, a minute ago. Paul Ryan is still basically head of Fox News. Is he going to have any say in what gets released? That's a good question. I, I wish they would just release it to just, just, just get it out. Why do we have to get it to any news station? We give it to every news station. Get it to everyone. It's ours. It's our footage, the people's. Yeah. But I guess if I had to pick someone, it would be Tucker. I guess. Yeah. Um. All right. <clears throat> Strong magnitude, six point four and five point eight earthquakes strike Turkey-Syria border. This is not a repeat. This is these are new earthquakes. Uh, that have struck the Turkey-Syria border. This is of, uh, what, two days ago, I think, or yesterday. Yesterday, I think, yeah. At at some point, it's going to probably wrap around to California or somewhere there, I I said. Who the hell knows? You're going to see more of these earthquakes. It's a burning ring of fire. Yeah. Uh, Joe, this one. Need your take on this, Joe. We didn't talk about this yet. American muckraker James O'Keefe resigned from Project Veritas. Joe, what in the hell happened? I don't know if he resigned. I think he was more forced out. Uh, I I find the timing of it odd after he basically embarrasses Pfizer and calls them out for that gain-of-function testing in, what is it, three weeks, two, three weeks later? We have, well, we have UFOs and all this stuff, and then then he's ousted, and James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. Yeah. So I'd unfollow them. If I, I already did, but I, I'd unfollow them. So I, I, I'm, I support Project Veritas just because I like what James O'Keefe did. Um, but I, I don't think this is right at all. And I think this, in the end, this is going to be the end for Project Veritas. How, how are they going to get any of their videos out anymore? On, on They're going to depend on people like on Instagram and social media to spread these. And a lot of these people are now angry with them. So I think this is the end of Project Veritas. Not James O'Keefe, but Project no, Veritas. No, I think, I think James O'Keefe's going to come back with something else. How about CEO of Twitter? 
I like that. Let's 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 start that. Start that hashtag. O'Keefe yeah. for CEO. All right, we're almost done here. Uh, we are uh, mass casualty incident reported following explosion at metal manufacturing plant in Bedford, Ohio. These kind of things happen all the time, Grando. There's 1,700 explosions at metal metal plants a year. Amazing. <laughs> this is uh, this has to be sabotage or something or, or an attack on America, but. No, it's probably just random spy balloons and random UFOs yep. and and random train derailments and random explosions at food processing plants and planes falling out of the sky and helicopters. That's all. Yep. Uh, we saw this actually today. Uh, Putin about to give major speech as anniversary of Ukraine invasion approaches. Did you catch any of that or any of the highlights from that? Um, I did not. Um, usually I have to depend on someone on Twitter to translate it for me. The, the last time when he made that big speech, when it was, it was close to a year ago about the war in Ukraine, it literally took me about two days to basically understand everything that he was saying. Because you can't just you can't just trust like one Twitter account that you see and, and translate it. It's it is. But yeah, I'm still waiting for this giant offensive. You're going to see a big offensive here coming up at, in probably in end of winter, early spring here by Russia. And that might be it for Ukraine. We we are right. We are backing it. We are backing the wrong horse. And we're wasting our money now at this point, I think. But I saw something, Joe, and I meant to bring this up earlier, that the reason why they're arming Ukraine is to give them more leverage at the negotiating table when this thing comes to an end. Uh, yes. No, right? no, no. Because because Ukraine wanted to negotiate. Do you remember, people people have this very short memory, me and you included. Do you remember that? The story broke a couple weeks ago that Ukraine wanted to sue for peace, and the United States wouldn't let them. Yes. So th- their narratives fall apart. They're, all their narratives fall apart. Um, none of it makes any sense. I'm telling you, Biden is controlled by Ukraine. They have some kind of dirt. It probably goes back to 2015. You're, you son of a bitch. You ain't getting a billion dollars until you file the prosecutor. Something's up there. I, I, I mean, we, we're not privy to it, Mark. But thinking logically, we can see there's something there. There's no excuse for this. Uh, I saw this. I was disappointed when I saw this. Italian Prime Minister Georgia Maloney arrives in Kiev by train. She will meet Ukraine Zelensky in the afternoon. Very sad to see that. Um, there, there are people that let you down. There are people that let you down. I was, I was so short story here. Mitch McConnell, when he approved all them judges that to the Supreme Court and federal judges, I was a big fan of Mitch McConnell until he stabbed us in the back. So sometimes these people eventually expose themselves. I'm not going to completely write off Maloney after this one. Not that it matters because we don't live in Italy, but uh, this, this is definitely a giant red flag and it's strike one. You get three strikes, I guess, but this is strike one. Yeah. Um, Russia pauses participation in the new start nuclear disarmament treaty. If the U S conducts nuclear tests, then so will we, he added, but stressed it is not a withdrawal from the deal. So this is a nuclear uh, disarmament treaty, I believe, that basically outlines that either country will proliferate the use of nuclear weapons. You know, so I'm not a Russia simp, but that 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 there's nothing wrong with that, right? Russia summons U.S. ambassador to Moscow over Washington's aggressive course in the Nord Stream pipeline explosions. Uh, Will we go? I, I... I'd follow that because sometimes when an ambassador is summoned out of the blue and that uh, out of the blue, 
it can mean an attack or end of relations are imminent. So I'm not saying it is, but yeah. th- that's that's something to follow. It's all it's all starting much, to come to a head now. Yeah, I mean, when these ambassadors is there is there pretty much, you know, general immunity with the with the ambassadors and, and protection with the ambassadors when they are summoned like this. I mean, is it you know diplomatic, Joe, or is it you know they have to be on guard? I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm guessing usually it's probably diplomatic. I'd be on guard. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, NATO chief, Putin must not win. Oh, thanks. Great advice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is he trying to win, though? And what are we trying to win? Like, again, we go back to World War II. We had goals. We had to conquer yeah. Nazi Germany and rid them, rid, rid them of Europe of the Nazis. And we had to stop the, the, the Japanese empire from ever, all the atrocities it was committing in China. We know exactly where we had to go and what we had to do. We don't have a freaking clue. They're talking about going to Red Square. Chalk that up is impossible. They're talking about overtaking Crimea. Chalk that up is impossible. They're, I mean, they're just saying things to get like cool airtime and cool sound bites. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, I, I don't know if you watched this yet. I watched it, and I was thinking of you and a couple other people cracking up watching this. But the South Park episode, they destroyed Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle, upset and overwhelmed by South Park episode mocking her and Harry. If you haven't seen it, trust me when I tell you, it is a must-watch. Um, they absolutely put these two on notice not as bad as they did kim jong-il um kim jong-un's father in team america world police i believe he actually put out basically a hit on trey parker and matt stone after that movie came out so i'm sure they could give two shits less about harry and Meghan markle yeah did you see the episode yet yes yes it was pretty it was pretty, it was pretty good <laughs> so good but both are really good cupid cupid ye and and the last one with Megan and Harry were really good. <laughs> um, China's Xi Jinping is preparing to visit Moscow. In addition, China-Russian relations are strong and will withstand changes in the international environment, says China's top diplomat Wang Yi during his visit to Moscow today. Okay. Again, Tell pushing, it together, yeah, pushing together China and Russia. Way to go, guys. Why don't we just, why don't we just push... China, Russia, and Germany all together, please. Great idea. Genius. Let's have the biggest country in Europe, the biggest landmass in the in, in the world, and the most populated country in the world. Let's have them all smashed together and against us, please. With Joe Biden at the helm. Genius. Great idea. Um, just coming to the end here. Oh, this is a good one. Unsecured DOD server was spilling terabytes of internal military emails to the open internet for the past two weeks. The government cloud email server was connected to the internet without a password. Oh. <laughs> That's what happened. I'm sure that person was hired on diversity. Whoever let that out was probably a diversity hire. Can't make it up. Uh, Poland's Duda. Ukraine must win this war. Uh, Biden Again, on NATO. What is winning? What is winning? We don't know what winning is. But... What is winning? Biden on NATO. Russia knows it as well. An attack against one is an attack against all. 
you attack that, that means everyone that means all of NATO has to attack the United States now. <laughs> exactly. What this this is just this is coming full circle here. Uh, and finally, we wrap up with this last one here. Biden, autocrats only understand one word. No, no, no. That's three words. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. Never. That's three words. Uh, It's like he always does. It's a three-letter word. Jobs. (laughs) That, my friends, is the Disclose.tv segment brought to you by our good friends over at Solmona Imports. Joe, anything else? Are you nervous that I don't know when your next shipment is? Obviously, for those for listeners who don't know, I'll let you explain it if you in detail if you want to, Mark. But Mark, Mark's a bootlegger, basically. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, so, I'm not describe I'm not describe how describe how your shipments get here. Is it on a ship or is it on a plane? It's on a ship. Are you worried we might have a like? Uh, what was the ship that went down and caused us to get in World War One? Uh, they they sunk a ship and it, was, it started with an L. <laughs> the Tistiana or something I can't write. No, I, I, the uh, the Lusitania. Lusitania, that was it. Are you worried that possibly a ship carrying Simona import wine is going to get sunk, and that's going to be the spark for World War Three? It could be our uh, it could be our um, Archduke Franz Ferdinand moment, Joe. Oh my God! Can you imagine? I I could not. I mean, I can't imagine. I'm afraid we should just probably just not stop talking about it right now. If that happens, then simulation confirmed. Simulation confirmed. Yeah, I'm probably uh, going to hang it up after uh, this one. But um, Nucky Thomas always said one more bottle. <laughs> uh, we have this day in history, Joe. Did we do that yet? No. Well, we're so we're going to finish. We're going to finish on this because it's the perfect after after everything we've talked about the last 20, 30 minutes. It's it's the perfect end. So this day in history, the Battle of Verdun begins. For those of you that don't know, the Battle of Verdun was a battle fought in World War One between, I think it was all French on the Allied side and the German um, army. Now, this battle was so bad that today we still don't know how many casualties there really were. Estimates say over 300,000 combined on both sides were killed, along with close to a million people wounded, and I believe about nine to 10 months of fighting. The reason it was so bloody? Invention of the machine gun, as well as um, airplanes and coordinated artillery finally being um, incorporated into battles. So what should scare you is we have much deadlier weapons today and that our leaders are equally as simple minded as the ones back then, if not worse. So what I'm saying is right now would be an amazingly good time to call your congressman and tell him to stop this escalation of the war in Ukraine before we reach a point of no return, okay? Um, and Mark, you're, you're a history buff as well. Anything you want to add to that point? Uh, Everything is, it's going to be too late at some point. It's going to be too late. And we are going to find ourselves in a situation uh, that we don't want to see ourselves in. And by ourselves, I mean people of this country. So at what point does it stop? At what point is enough enough? Um, I don't know, Joe. It just seems like nothing's going to change. It's escalation, escalation, escalation until a powder keg goes off. And uh, Gavrila Princip shoots Archduke Franz Ferdinand. And we were always an ocean or two away, Mark. And you have to ask yourself, and today with the technology we have now, 
and with all this open border, are we still an ocean away from the action? And the answer is probably no. So you could see America for the first time since the War of 1812 have a home front. Um, That's it. That's all I got. Mark, do you have anything else? That's it, Joe. Uh, Hopefully we have some great uh, content for you guys uh, later this week. Uh, Joe, you'll be on site at least one of these events. So uh, that's all we have. Uh, We appreciate you listening to Thinking Logically. We welcome all of our new listeners. Uh, Like and subscribe. Share this out with just one of your normie friends. Be a force multiplier. In the words of our great friend Steve Bannon, Joe, take us home.